Hi, welcome to the PDYC podcast. The purpose-driven youth chapel of Calvary Baptist Church at Oraka is a youth ministry for young adults and the young at heart. Our mission is to exalt God in worship and raise exceptional leaders for the next generation. Join us as we dive into today's message and I know you'd be blessed. Now, listen to today's message. afternoon is building healthy family relationships. Ephesians 5, 21 to 23, having read accordingly. And so, to submit means to place under rank to subject or obey, and to place in proper perspective, to place under God's arrangements. My first point is submitting to one another. Pride amongst us is a great besetting sin of our fallen nature. Hence, the necessity for these precepts. Some are so proud of their personality, their position, their possessions. And then there are powers. What do you have? What do you have that you do not receive from God? How much at all do you have? As, what's your net worth? And as you are going away, what are you going to go with? Nothing. You came here empty-handed and you will go with nothing. So what leads men to behave with insubordination? Abumo, no respect, nothing. And why should superiors be overthrown? Why will we deal unsuitably with our equals? And those that we think they are beneath us, why do we look down on us, on them? What at all is it? But God gives us this command, that we should give honor to whom honor is due and be subject to the powers that be. God's word is to all of us without distinction. Whether you are at the top, you are in the middle, or you are down there. In Genesis 16:9, Hagar was fleeing from her mistress, Sarah, because she had conceived and was now proud and insulting to the uh, mistress. And the angel of God told her to go back and submit. And sometimes it happens in our offices or wherever you find yourself. And you realize that your boss is, you know, mistreating you or maltreating you. And now you think you want to leave the job. But whatever you are going through, I want to tell you that it is a time for you to learn something. Whatever you are going through, God is using it to do something in your life later on. At the time when the suffering is going on, and nobody likes suffering. In our generation now, we don't like to suffer. Any suffering that comes our way, binding and losing, that is all. Binding and losing. We never want to even sit down and consider whether it is God's way of uh, leading us into greater heights. All we want to do is binding and losing. And if it's the will of God that you go through that suffering, no matter how much you bind and lose, you will go through the suffering. Hallelujah. And so, our example is our Lord Jesus Christ, who submitted to his father's will and work 
That was his main mission, submission. So if Christ, our Lord, is able to do that, what about us? Who are we and what are we? And at a point, he even subjected to the servants. In Luke 22 and 24, he reads, A dispute also arose among them as to which of them was considered to be the greatest. Jesus said to them, The kings of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors. But you are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest, and the one who rules like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who sits at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who sits at the table, but I am among you as one who serves? I am among you as one who saves. And he said he came not to save, be saved, but to save. He came not to be saved, but to save and to give his life a ransom for us. And so our first duty of call is to imitate God as believers, imitating God, copying what he did. Ephesians 5, 1 to 2, therefore be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also loved us and gave himself for us. Why should he call us dear children? Rebellious children can't be classified as dear children. Stubborn children cannot be classified as dear children. But he has called us dear children because we are supposed to be obedient to him. That is our core mandate, to be obedient unto the Lord. And he says that he gave himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. My first question to you is that, what sort of aroma are you exuding today? What sort of aroma are you exuding? It says sweet-smelling aroma. Romans 12, offer yourselves as a living sacrifice. So if you don't do that, and you don't even know what smell you are exuding, this afternoon, I'm telling you to test yourself and find out what, whether it's a foul smell which cannot reach anywhere. It doesn't go near God because his distinctive characteristic is holiness. Holiness. So there, he also tells us in Matthew 11, 28 to 30, that we should come to him. All who are weary and heavy laden, he'll give us rest. We should take his yoke upon us and learn of him. He's gentle and humble and will find rest for your soul. I don't know what you are looking for this afternoon. But why is he saying that his yoke is easy and my burden is light? Very often we say hey, it's difficult serving God because there are so many options before you. And you find that maybe when you are going God's way, uh, you are not getting what's in your eye, you should get. But you never know what God has arranged for you in the future. Our God is faithful and true. No good thing would he withhold from you. And so he's telling you that you should take his yoke and learn from him. One is his humility. Why the yoke? Look at all around us. The traditions of men. Things people want us to obey. And you and I sitting here know that some of, I don't, I, won't, I don't fear man, but some of you fear men, and you obey men more than God. 
you obey men more than God. This afternoon, the Lord is telling you that the yokes of men are full of confusion. It's just confusion. The person says this today. Tomorrow, that same person will change their mouth, will change their scenario. But God's word is true. It says, yeah, and amen. It doesn't change. So if I were you, like Paul said, would you obey uh, God rather than men? Or you obey men rather than God? Anytime an issue comes before you and you feel you should obey man rather than fear God, remember this verse and let, let that encourage you to obey the Lord. So examine yourself. Test your knowledge of God. Do you know God? If you set your heart and you think you know God, then you'll be able to imitate him like he said. Test your love for him. If you love God and you do not obey me, you are deceiving yourself. You are telling lies to yourself. You cannot say you love God and disobey him. Look at our relationships here. Like boyfriend, girlfriend. See how you shake before your boy or girlfriend. You always want to obey. What about God, our Father in heaven? So if you really love him, then you have to obey him. And then your sincerity. How do you think you are faring? In front of all of us, maybe you may be tinted with debt, but in front of all of us, we are holy. You can be holy because... All we see is the outside. It is only God who knows the inside of you. So you test your heart. Nobody is going to mark you. Who will mark you with a human eye? But God knows your heart. So be sincere to yourself and be true to yourself. And then test your spirit. Are you allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you? It is either the Holy Spirit or the devil. There's no in-between. It's either the Holy Spirit is ruling your heart or you're allowing the devil to rule your heart. This afternoon, I'm here to encourage you that let God and the Holy Spirit rule your heart. Amen. And then, we have two uh, classes of gospel hearers. According to Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians 1, 19-20, see what is happening in the world. People are so confused. This same-sex marriage and the rest of it. Now, when you go on the internet, when you are looking for definitions, they have incorporated all these things. All the definitions have changed to incorporate these useless things they are doing. And all these things are abominations of the Lord. Children are being drafted into it. So, the question is, I am going to be wiser than God. If you take the man's thing and you put it there, it's never going to be okay. If you take the woman's thing and you try, it is never going to be okay. Like somebody said, if you are confused in your mind, if you don't know whether you are a male or female, just parade in front of your mirror several times, and the mirror will tell you whether you are a male or female. And so... To the world, the abominations being lived on. This is what the Bible says to encourage us. So that in 10 years, in 20 years' time, you won't 
Even though you are married, you won't have, be having a side issue and say you are bisexual. You won't say that your wife no longer satisfies you. And when we come to talk of those things, there are other issues that we can talk of. But because you can be there with your wife and then you tell your wife that you want to have anal sex. Is there a place for that? Definitely no. And even though people are hyping, people are going into it, they never come out and tell you the results, the leakages, or the leaks that are all over the place, the pampers, the things they are wearing, the medications they are using to stop all those things that are happening to them. And so to, for us who are being saved, the message of the cross is for us. But it is foolishness to those who are perishing. So let's see what the Bible has said of them. Where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? And has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? So what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Somewhere in Psalm 103, it says that the man blossoms and flourishes. But the time comes when you die, and you die, and your place will be remembered. The place will be remembered no more. So where are the wise men of this age? Are they wiser than the God you serve? Are they wiser than the God you serve? Would you let them be proud instead of the God we serve? Let the word of God guide you. Let the God, word of God lead you into the truth of the word. Third point, we as Christians must be consistent. Today we say this, tomorrow is this, tomorrow is that. Who are we copying? Who are we copying? We go out and copy all sorts of things and leave the word of God. Why don't you search the scriptures and the Holy Spirit will speak to you and give you the enlightenment you need. Instead of copying people, they may be spiritual, only God can measure. But do you know the things they do behind the scenes? God has spoken to them a certain way. Has God spoken to you the same way? Or just because he's a religious leader, you are copying. You are copying blindly. Stop that copying. Sit down with the word of God and study the word of God. So we've heard it several times that we should not be yoked with unbelievers. But every time, I know people in this chapel who went to marry people of other faiths. Some have gone on to be with the Lord. Some have been forced. It's like their souls are coming out of them because whatever the faith uh, allows the sex to do, you don't have a choice. You have to follow and do it. And they'll put so much fear in you. If you stop it, it's like a cult. If you stop it, you lose your life or something like that. So there was this young lady, beautiful lady, and her friends were organizing a party. You know, they said she should come and grace the occasion with her presence. They were even honor her and give her an award. They coerced her severally. She said no, she won't come. So they decided to use an MP to speak to her. The MP tried to coerce her to come to the party. Would award you, you come. And she told the MP that no, she wouldn't come. She does not do things that will influence 
or injure the girls that she's leading. See her answer to the impure. For her interest, she was prepared to sacrifice it for the sake of the ladies that she's leading. She said the girls in her Sunday school class look up to her so much that if she goes to that party, and you know the parties of the world, look at how drinks are being spiked. Be careful where you go. Be careful the drinks you take. We saw on one of the news items, two friends were sitting down, two men were sitting down. And you, you see that one man was just, you know, pressing something. And you saw the solution being poured into the other person's glass of wine. They were all laughing and chatting, but look at what he was doing. And the camera caught it. So you are not really safe anyway. Be careful what you drink. Be careful the people you associate with. Be careful the parties you attend, because after this spiking, it's like a new craze now. You can be gang raped. One person, I mean, you don't remember anything when you wake up. You just know that something has gone out of but you don't remember one bit. So be careful. You know what the MP finally said? He said that he's honored, she bowed before, he bowed before the lady and said he's honored to have even spoken to him. But if all ladies were like her, men like himself will become a Christian. That was her test the testimony of the MP. But look at what the men are doing. The sugar daddies all over the place, on our campuses, where the fresh flowers are, that is where they go. But you also... As a fresh flower, you have the honor of refusing, or the honor lies on you. Whether you want to be used and discarded before your future partner comes for you, the choice is yours. Are you going to soil yourself, defile yourself? And I tell you, when virtue is gone out of you, it is gone. 20 years along the line, it will come back to you. See what is happening all over the world. Things that people did in senior high school 40 years ago, 50 years ago. They never expected it to come up. All these things are coming up. So true is the word of God that there's nothing that will be hidden that will not be disclosed. Everything will come up. Even in the Vatican. See the sodomy that went on in the Vatican. Everything is coming out. So as at now that you are young, be careful what you do. And then again in 1 Corinthians 6, 9 and 10, the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Neither fornicators, don't be deceived. Not idolaters, not adulterers, not homosexuals, not sodomites, not thieves who... Not covetous, not drunkards, not revelers, not extortionists would inherit the kingdom of heaven. So which one? Where are you? Where do you find yourself? There is hope for the future. If only you can change your life. And my mind went to Bill Cosby. I don't know how many of you were watching the series back then. Bill Cosby was a role model of good parenting.
good parenting. But look at what has happened to him. Look at the issues that came out. While he was role modeling for us to watch, behind the scenes, he was doing things. And then R. Kelly, I knew some time ago, the youth were crazy. The youth and teens were crazy about R. Kelly. Look at the things that came out. Look at the things that came out. The children he was doing things with. And now 30 years. So I'm saying that whatever you do today, we'll come back. And then we have uh, duties as parents. You know, um, I said we should teach them the fear of the Lord right from their cradle. Now their children are computer babies, so don't say they are not good. They know what they are about somehow. So we need to start teaching them the fear of God as a very tender age. Because when they start going to school and crash, other people will bring their stories. It will fill their heads. When you hear, we went somewhere, I've forgotten. But there was this five-year-old girl. She was singing all the songs. Not gospel, no. She was singing all the... We were shocked. Shatawale dance. She was, she was singing. Hey, this young girl, all the songs. Oh, God, what is this? So, hmm, we have to teach our children the fear of the, of the Lord. And the first commandment is a promise. I'm sure you know. It would have been family life week, but I'm here to encourage you. If you have a problem with your father or mother, the spirit of forgiveness is at work. Whatever it is. You never know what you do with, to your children. You never know what you do to your children. So if you've been wronged by a parent, I'm imploring you to forgive. I'm imploring you to forgive. Don't wait until they pass. Then you come and cry. It is no use. While they are alive, make use your siblings. Anyone you have a quarrel with, make sure that as much as depends on you, said be at peace. Sometimes you can patch up with a person, but you realize that the relationship will draw back because you can't be, you don't want to be hurt. So you, can't, you don't want to give yourself to the person again. But what I'm saying is that forgive the person in your heart. For if you don't forgive, your heavenly father will also not forgive you. When it comes to our teens and youths, Sometimes we do not know how to communicate, but um, we are encouraged to communicate positively. It's difficult talking about sex, drugs, alcohol, and the rest, but this is the time we need to talk about it, where the sex... We've said, ah, we've said, ah, I'm saying again. Wait until you get married. You do it, ah, uh, you'll be tired. You do it, ah, uh, you'll be tired. Now, when the man is coming, you start running away. You know? So exercise patience. It's so beautiful when after God has given you the license, you go home, now you start exploring one another and things like that. Look at what is happening. Drugs elsewhere, most of these things have been legalized. Marijuana and things. But why should you indulge yourself in these things, in drugs? Why? Why can't you have the joy 
God has put in you. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Why would you go on drugs? Why would you be drinking alcohol? When you drink alcohol, you do things that you ordinarily will not have done. So, over to you. Sometimes there are academic difficulties, bullying their schools. As for that place, the list is tall. But just last Saturday on Joy FM, I don't know how many of you listen, Home Affairs, some of the youth were brought into the studio to come and talk about why the distant relationship between parents and children, you know, parents and their children, by they were youth. And they were saying that parents would never understand them. So the hostess asked that, why is it that when your parents tell you, don't do this, because they did it, and they saw the consequences. You don't obey your parents. You know what one of the young ladies said? She said they want to experience the thing themselves so that even if they commit mistakes, then they'll learn from it. Now the question is, your mother or your father did this thing, and this was the consequence. And so they are advising you, don't do this. This is what will happen. Or worse things will happen. You say, no, I don't want your advice. I want to go through myself, have that experience, and learn. It will be more for me than what you experienced. What is your answer to such a comment? You want to go through the mistakes? No, some are so costly. You can't take it back, especially your body. You can't take it back. You can't take it back. So, please, now... There are also nonverbal communication where action speaks louder than words. So if you say you love somebody, it's not the mouth. I thought the mouth is easier said than done. Talk is cheap, but your action should show that you love your children, you love your friend, you love your fiancé or fiance, your partner or whatever. And that love should flow with the love of God. The love of God. We'll get there. The relationship between husband and wife. Wait, why did I type white? <laughs> Proverbs 18.22, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains the favor of God. But how would you find a wife? It's so simple. Somebody said, it's not simple. I'm waiting, and I've waited. Nobody's coming. You, you are saying it's so simple. I've waited. I've served the Lord all these years. I'm 35 years old. Nobody's coming. Very soon I'll be 40. Nobody's coming. And you are telling me it's easy. Prioritize God first and see whether God will not reward you. God is faithful and true. Sometimes he wants you to be like Things are impossible with God. Who told you? He has his own timing. And as for us, we want the things fast, 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 fast. You have small romance. So now you come to the altar, you want to marry. And some will just propose to just anything in skates. If you are not ready, don't rush. There's a time and season for everything. It is better to wait and allow God to speak to you. Instead of rushing in, and then later you regret. 
And so what kind of wife do you want? Look deeper than the shape, than the hips and the legs. These days, the buttocks, the fillets, you know, everybody is injecting <laughs> their size. Everybody wants a big, you know, small waist, big thighs and big back. Everybody is doing it. But one lady gave a testimony. I don't know when these things started. Most of the celebrities, about more than a thousand of them, they were on the internet. They all had botched cosmetic surgeries. Everybody had a problem with it. But this young lady, she did hers one year ago. And she did the BBL, which is a Brazilian butt lift. As at now, she has damaged nerves. Her back, she can't even sit down. And she has bladder incontinence. And she's advising, why did I even do this at all? Do I want to be wiser than God? If God has given you a flat one, why do you want to? Oh, my God. Lord, have mercy on us. If you are beautiful, you are beautiful. If you are beautiful, you are beautiful. Why do you want to be wiser than God? Hmm. Hmm. And you know First Peter 3, 4, where your beauty shouldn't come out of those things. But a gentle and a quiet spirit is of great wealth in God's sight. It's all about the fear of God. So like I'm saying, beauty can be bought from the hair to the feet. Beauty can be bought. Like um, somebody who, you know, you know the makeups now, you can do it and the person, and I don't want to use the word ugly, an ugly person would be exquisitely beautiful. And such was what this guy got and took their wife, married her properly and took her home. And on another night, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. come and see <laughs> when the real face was revealed. The nose was big, B. I mean, the nose was pointed. When you look at the pictures, the nose had become so pointed. Hey. Hmm. Hmm. And so, are you a wife material? As we come to the story of Isaac and Rebecca in Genesis 24, do you like doing house chores? It is said that a camel takes 20 gallons of water at a sitting. See the work that Rebecca did. Feeding 10 camels. It's called the camel test. So what sort of... Do you undertake house chores? In your generation, you like washing machine, microwave, you know, them, you even want a remote that can open a door for you. That can bring food out. You don't want to do anything. But when the light goes off, even when we have solar, one day something will happen. And you need to go back to the basics. Like in the times of the pandemic, the Lord brought us all back to the home from the place where it all started. The home. And some could no longer live together in the home. Some killed, of course, no here, over there. Some killed, some maimed themselves, some quarreled. The Lord brought us to the home to tell us that everything starts from the home. And so, after um, Rebecca agreed 
When you read the story, it tells you of the things that the servants brought. And Rebecca was called and was asked whether the thing should be accepted. She said yes. So that is why when you go to the traditional marriage, they will call the bride and ask her whether the thing should be accepted. If she says yes, so this is where it comes from. And such was the obedience from home that she was appointed the mother of patriarchs, prophets, and kings. Are you a strong woman? You should be a strong woman because you are in the house of God. Because your foundation is in the Lord Jesus Christ. So you should be a strong woman. Now let's look at the mystery of marriage. It was God who brought the woman to Adam. And that is why when you are coming for the marriage ceremony, your father or your father's representative will hold you and bring you forward, signifying this. And when he brought, he consented and owned her. He said, wow, this is bone of my bone, and flesh of she shall be called woman. It was a union for time. Why is it that you have said you love this woman? Within two months of your union, you went out. What did you see before you came to the altar to get married in the first place? Within two months, you want divorce. Why? But the union is for all time. And then also that let no man join, uh, put asunder what God has put together. God hates divorce. It doesn't matter those who are divorced. God hates divorce. And all we can do when we come across such people is to encourage them and tell them that God has a plan and purpose for their lives. So they shouldn't give up. They shouldn't feel isolated or stigmatized. But the truth of the word is that God hates divorce. So as you consider going inside, make up your mind. I don't know how many of the women are in the world or in Ghana or in Accra for that matter. There are millions of people, you've chosen one. And this person you are going to be for the rest of your life. Nobody chose that person for you. You made that choice. Out of the lots, you pick one and you declare you are ending your life with that person. And so the pattern of the subjection is like Christ and the church. We never question Christ. We never. All we have to do is to go by his precepts and laws. And we are praying that the Lord will guide us as we follow in his steps. That the church will not go out of its way. The church will not be in error. But even if it is in error, the church will be brought back so that we conform to the cross of Christ. And such is the order of subjection. So if you are happy, is it only when you are happy you can obey or subject yourself to your partner? Is it only when you are in public? Or is it when things are okay? Or when the things concern me? Do I still have to coerce or submit to his authority? The answer is yes. Or say, in everything, that's the extent. In everything. In everything. It didn't say in some things. Sometimes when you look at the line item, they are difficult. But it says in everything. But there is a limit. 
as unto the Lord. So then, that irons out the difficulty. Because if both of you are subjecting to the word of God, what are you going to fight about? What are you going to fight about? The word of God. You can't fight about. But where your egos come up, that is where the problems come. Look, the Lord has made everything easy for us. But we ourselves put impediments in our own way. Should we fight about the word of God? There is no need to fight about the word of God. There is no need to fight up. So then if we say we should submit, yeah, when you see this, <laughs> how do I classify them? Women used to be Beijing, but now I don't know them. You will not succumb to anything. No way. And this is what the word of God is telling us. If you want peace, you can you know, you can best explode all you want and say no. But when you realize that our world is a patriarchal world, when you get there, the men are always there. But in the sight of God, we are equal. And we need to have this order. There can't be two captains in a boat. It's only one. So let us... It's a, a relationship of mutual sacredness. I'm emphasizing on that. Mutual sacredness. You won't have problems when you submit in the word of God to one another. So what type of husband, the husbands thought I, I would leave them, eh? I'm coming to you. What type of husband do you want? It is not easy. The husband is, you know, I maybe small definition, as a band of the home. You are supposed to put things together. You are supposed to support that the home will be what it is intended to be. But some are not doing it. Some have allowed the woman to take responsibility, and they are not doing it. And some, too, intentionally, they are scattering their home because I know of a story of a man who, in the office, he has an office in the ministry. He does everything he wants in that office. He has an inner room there, and that is where he entertains his guests. He wipes his mouth, and he comes back home. The wife is innocent. The wife doesn't know that this is what the husband is doing in the office. So it is quite sad. And... The, the husband, as the head of the home, you have taken on somebody's daughter. It's not your life. Somebody's precious daughter that the parent looked after, invested a lot of money, and now God has given that person to you as your wife. How do you treat such a person? How do you take care? You can't get any words outside of God's word to take care of the persons. That's why he's giving you an example of the relationship between him and the church. It's all about giving. It's all about giving. And if I were you, find time and look up at the word that God given himself to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, presenting her to himself as a radiant church, without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. How are you bringing up 
your wife, because you are supposed to be the prophets, the priests, and the king. How are you bringing up your wife in the fear of God? You think you are the only audacious person. Everything you want to lead. Why don't you also let her lead? Quiet time, prayers, and bring her up. And bring her up. One day I want to receive a testimony of how husbands have brought their wives up in the fear of the Lord. And they are serving the Lord together. And the example is given of how God proved his love. How God proved his love. He gave to the church. He gave through his death. He's even interceding for us right now. And we await his coming. What are we doing whilst we are waiting his coming? We need to occupy till he comes. There's work to be done. In, marriage, in heaven, there's no marriage. Oh. Marriage is here on earth. So, do your assignments well. There are many unmarried amongst us. And if it is your desire to get married, I pray that God's will concerning your future partner will be fulfilled. And he will give you the desires of your hearts. And if you don't want to get married, if you are a celibate and you want to serve God, may the Lord help you. And don't let the world's distraction distract you. Don't forget, in our midst, we have widows. We have orphans. Remember them. We have widowers too. Remember them. My concluding remarks. I don't know. That's what the thanks in the <laughs> chapel. Hey, thanks. But I don't know whether yours is that of angels or of men by saying, if you even have that one and do not have love. If you have the gifts of prophecy and can fathom all the mysteries and knowledge, you don't know have love. Hmm. If you have faith, oh Lord, increase our faith. Oh, that every one of you here will be praying every morning. Lord, increase our faith because of the chaos in our world now. And the question he asks, will I find faith on earth? Will I find faith on earth? Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So may the Lord increase your faith to abide in his presence. And so if you give all you possess to the poor, the rich man was asked, he couldn't do it. But maybe God has given you that grace to do it. Now, even if you give yourself to be bent so that you can boast and give testimonies everywhere you go, that I gave myself to be bent for the sake of Christ. And you do not have love. You are nothing, nothing, and nothing. And so, there will be no healthy family relationships without the Holy Spirit because he sustains and he preserves those. May the Lord help us to obey his word even as we end July and enter into August. Amen. Bow down your head in prayer. Thank you for listening to the PDYC podcast. We trust that this message has brought great transformation your way. 
Connect with us on our Instagram page that's at pdyc.cbc and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you get podcasts. At this point, we would want to give you a special opportunity to give your life to Jesus if you do not yet know Jesus Christ practically as your Savior and Lord. Say this heartfelt prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross to save me from destruction and from aborting my purpose on earth. Please come into my heart and reign as Lord and Savior from today. Wow, congratulations! If you said this prayer to the Lord from your heart, you are now a child of God and heaven rejoices over you today. You are invited to join us or any Bible-believing church so that you can grow strong in Jesus. For counseling or help, kindly call 0244-997760. PDYC, a shining light to the nations.